0: The Icarus Complex Written, narrated, and edited by Lyndon Cole Episode 3 Nothing happened again with girls until you're 10. I'm not saying I wasn't interested in them, but it was nothing substantial or worthwhile, rather the same routine. I'd like them, but they didn't like me back, so I would try to convince them in any way I could, make a fool of myself, and then move on. This continued until my thing with Stephanie Mead started although I knew nothing about her prior to finding out she liked me. The most I knew about her was that she'd been out with another guy in my year, and for whatever reason they'd split up, and yet he was determined to change her mind in order to get another chance. Our first introduction came as I sat on the field in front of her during sports day with the rest of my friends watching the track events unfold when Hayley Boyle leaned over and said, William, you know Stephanie really fancies you. I laughed it off. <laughs> what else was I supposed to do? No one had ever been that brazen before to send their friend to come and tell me something like that, especially since I was sitting so close to her that she could have told me herself. I turned to look at Stephanie to see if she was at all aware of the vicious lies her friend was spreading about her but the fact Stephanie went bright red in the face and then turned away from me. Well, that told me that it was in fact, true. That afternoon was the first time I'd ever said a word to her in four years. And all I could reply with was, um, okay, thanks. And with a nod of the head, turned back round to watch the rest of the activities. I mean, come on. What do you say to someone who puts it on you like that? I didn't know her. I wasn't even sure if we shared some of the same classes. And by year 10, well, you should know something like that. Furthermore, how could someone who I didn't know even existed fancy me and then have the guts to tell me about it when I was trying to watch the 800 meters? It'd been years since I'd attracted any attention from anyone as I've said, I knew nothing about her, so there was no immediate attraction towards her. She was pushing a size 12 to 14, which means nothing now, but back then was something. And don't get me wrong, although pretty in the face, she wasn't the type I'd have introduced to my friend willingly, nor walked down the street holding hands with Even though I had major doubts about her, I did what any attention-seeking teen would do. Yep, you guessed it. I entertained her. I entertained the idea that it were a possibility that I actually might like her too. Even though, to be honest with you, I really didn't. I got up and sat next to her. And we talked about nothing significant. About the weather. How fast Kevin Bell had been in the last race. And how boring science was the usual schoolboy and schoolgirl chit-chat. Soon though, she began massaging my ego, and told me what a lovely smile I had. That she'd liked me for a while, but hadn't known how to tell me. And that her ex had been trying to get back with her for a while, but that she didn't want to because she was really into me. To hear all of that was fascinating to me. Such was my low self-esteem and confidence that you could have been the most unattractive, annoying person in the world saying those things to me at that moment in time. And I would have loved every moment of it. I lapped it up. I smiled. I laughed. <laughs> oh, stop. And I was somewhat popular again. Albeit among the odd lot in school. But that didn't matter to me. Having this knowledge in my head, meant that I ran my 100 meters race extra faster than usual and I came second. I put it down to the fact that I knew I was being watched, cheered on, rooted for by Stephanie and all of our mutual friends, and that was enough for me to want to do well and impress them, and I suppose, ultimately her. Oddly enough, I reciprocated her affection. Told her things that she perhaps wanted to hear. Although in truth, I felt nothing for her. And it wasn't long before her and I were an item. A day or two, actually. She asked me during playtime as I was playing tennis ball squash with my friends. Will you go out with me? You could never fault Stephanie for her braveness, that was for sure. I'd never been put on the spot like that before. So I didn't know what to say to her other than yes. I understand how stressful it must be for women now, when guys propose to them in front of other people. Of course, not at all the same. But the fear of letting someone down must be excruciating, especially when you don't want to do it. But I went with it all the same. How hard could it have been? All we'd have to do is hold hands and see each other during playtime and lunchtime, right? No different to anything that I had done before. It seemed like it would be easy enough. And I accepted her proposal and went back to play my game at Happy Chappy. I walked with her and our friends to the bus stop on Hayes Lane at the end of that day. She lived about 20 minutes walk from school. And at the crossroads, my friends and I would turn left, and she would turn right. It was a nice, lovely day. I was content, and I could see Stephanie was very happy too. She got what she wanted, and I suppose to a degree, so had I. We hugged goodbye, and as I moved my head back away from her shoulder, Somehow that was an invitation to grab my face and kiss me. I'd like to say manhandled, but manhandled would be quite an understatement. I thought to push her off, but realised how wrong it would be to do that. So I just relaxed and let her have her way. I mean, put it this way. They say when you're caught by a bear, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black fight back and if it's white well good night and you know what this was one of those times it was also the first time that I experienced what I later found out to be a French kiss and quite frankly I wasn't a fan she though was quite clearly an expert her tongue lashing around in my mouth and I could not understand what was happening I could hear the wolf whistles and shouts from my friends all around me as it took place. But still, I just went with it and eventually joined in. After what seemed like an eternity, but was actually only a minute or so, she let me go and stepped back, wiped her mouth and said goodbye, and then went home. I stood there, startled unable to comprehend what had just happened and how things had gone that far so quick. My friends ran up to me and gave me a big hug, shouting words of congratulations, as if I'd just scored the winning goal in the World Cup Final. I obviously hadn't, but actually a part of me felt like I had. I'd stepped into the big boy league and realized what it was like To have an actual girlfriend. The word soon spread that I was going out with Stephanie. And surprisingly, friends of mine were okay with it. Not many 15-year-olds at school at that time could say they were going out with someone. I mean... Some of my friends waited all of their school years to experience something like that. And yet I was on to my third. In no time at all, I was popular again. I had a girl that liked me. And everything was good. Believe me when I say things could not possibly go wrong. Later that summer, I starred in a school's production of Calamity Jane. With quite a prominent role and although not a principal role I still held a very high level of respect and populace among the rest of the cast. Since primary school I had the desire and the need to be center of attention and I suppose starring in the musical and the interest I got from doing so only fueled my craving further. Let's skip to show notes. And I was backstage in the gym hall waiting for my cue for my next entrance. Ambling from each group of waiting cast members, trying to psych them up and make them laugh. When I spotted Haley, a friend of Stephanie's, sitting in the hall by herself. Haley actually wasn't part of the cast. She was part of the backstage crew. And her job that night was to make sure everyone in the cast was attended to, catered for, and ready to go on stage. Naturally, and high in confidence, I went over to talk with her and give her some company. In fact, scrap her. I remember the main reason I went over there was just to see what nice new stuff Stephanie had said about me. Rather than be humble, I'd started to believe my own hype. And I'd developed quite a selfish and self-obsessed streak wanting nothing more than to hear about just how amazing other people thought i was talking to Haley seemed like the perfect start and as we talked about the show and how good it was she commented that i was her favorite character and a really funny guy and you look really good in your costume all of which i admit was nice to hear but we never once spoke about steph she was being incredibly nice. Nicer than I expected. And then suddenly, the realisation hit me. Yo, does Haley fancy me as well? I remember thinking she couldn't possibly. But with everything I'd heard her say thus far, and how admired I was, I tested the water just to be sure. Even if it meant taking the compliments too literally. Oh, alright, uh, thank you, um, but look, seeing as though we're being honest, I replied, smiling, and it might come as a surprise to you, but, um, yeah, I've, uh, I've liked you for ages, Hayley, all along, in fact. Listen, why I said any of that to this very day, trust me, I have no idea, because I didn't feel that way at all, but the words just kept coming out. I just kept digging and digging and digging expecting to hear Haley tell me she liked me back but you know what? it never came she just stood there and looked at me in amazement her mouth slightly open taking in every word I said with absolutely nothing to say back once I had finished gushing about my secret desire for her She mumbled something incomprehensible about having to be somewhere, and then left, and I didn't see her again for the rest of the night. I don't know how I could have been so stupid. When you break it down, I had told one of my girlfriend's best friends that I in fact liked her more than the actual girl I was with. To top it off, I knew deep down it wasn't true, not even in the slightest. Haley was seriously so small she looked like a pixie. She wasn't at all pretty to me and to call her cute would have been pushing it and her personality well that was okay but there was absolutely no attraction on my part. However I had been clearly so convincing so believable that it was enough to make Haley uncomfortable and then run off yeah i'd lied just so i could hear some nice things from someone else other than my girlfriend to only fill my newly acquired ego i can admit that now that's all it was and i also knew this once i'd gotten home and realized the idiocy of my actions seriously how could i have been so dumb Saying all that to a random girl would have been bad, not so bad. At least there would have been no repercussions as such. But so close to home? I knew I had to speak to Haley and explain to her that I was only indeed messing around, and apologise. And that's what I planned to do the following day, once I'd reached school. Only the damage had already been done. Haley had already spoken to Stephanie by phone the night before. And I came into school the next day, none the wiser. The tempest I'd set for myself once I'd walked into my form room was unbelievable. Word had spread once again around school, quicker than you can say Jiminy Cricket. And as they say... Bad news and gossip travels around that much faster, like an out of control forest fire. And let me tell you something, oh the out of control rumours. Liam tried to kiss Hayley. Liam told Hayley he would dump Stephanie for her. Liam's only going out with Stephanie to make Hayley jealous. The list was endless. And I had that familiar feeling of dread and terror in the pit of my stomach throughout the whole day. Similar to that feeling when you know you're in big trouble. I had yet to see Stephanie, because her friends kept ushering her away from me, as if I was a bad smell. And a lot of people, some of whom I'd never spoken to in my life, seemed to have nothing but my name in their mouths for the remainder of the day with not nice things to say, as a result. I'd gone from golden boy to knob in a matter of days, but to be honest with you, that was not my concern. I was worried I was going to lose Stephanie, but I was more worried for her too. Can you imagine what she must have felt, having heard all manner of stuff from every Tom, Dick and Harry, that her boyfriend would be so stupid to try and court her best friend? I could see though that she wanted to speak to me, that much was obvious, but whenever I tried, like I said, her friends would whisk her away from me and she would burst into tears. (laughs) I never stood a chance during the school day, but I got my chance though after school, when she and her lot were waiting for me at the top of Hayes Lane the same place we'd shared our first kiss. Can we talk, please? She asked, head bent, solemnly. I've been trying to speak to you all day. You okay? We exchanged pleasantries for the first couple of seconds, before she claimed We should probably deal with the situation now. And sought to grill me. And boy, oh boy, grill me she did. I don't think I've ever been asked why I did something more times as Stephanie asked me that afternoon. And I had nothing to say to her. There was plenty I could have said. Sure there was. But I couldn't tell her why I'd really said those things to Haley. She wouldn't have understood. I didn't even understand them myself. So trying to explain to someone else would have been confusing to say the least. Plus, no matter what I said to her, I couldn't fight against the day's worth of fabrication and character assassinations I'd received. So I just stood there and continued to apologise at every opportunity I could. Then Stephanie, clearly not happy with my silence, snapped and said, You know what, forget it. It really doesn't matter what you say now, Allium. It's over. She then slapped me across the face. Hard. You and I are done you dumped, all right. It was almost as if her pain, anger and heartache had been transferred into that slap because the initial pain when it connected was out of this world. I looked past her to see all of her friends laughing. Some of them with their hands covering their mouths in shock. And Haley stood among them, shaking her head disapprovingly. A wave of hotness and embarrassment came over me. I wanted the world to swallow me up. For it ought to be a silly prank, a dream, even just a nightmare, so I could wake up and find that it never happened. I felt my eyes well up, not due to the pain, but because I felt very much hard done by it. But I forced back the tears, swallowed my pride, picked up my stuff and slowly trotted towards the bus stop. I couldn't allow myself to accept any more of it. To stand there and continue to receive abuse like that was stupid. And although I was in a position to verbally fight back, Cutting my losses seemed like the best and only option available to me. I thought about what happened on the way home. I couldn't believe it had come to that. And I was so angry at myself for being so stupid and foolhardy. Being dumped again didn't strike me as too big a deal either that time around. Perhaps it was because I wasn't that into her in the first place. Yes, everyone was soon to hear about the slap, but my only concern following that was the stories and how I would look. Fortunately for me though, it had been the last day of the school academic year, so over the 7 weeks of holiday that was soon to come, it would all be forgotten about, and people were sure to move on. That is exactly what happened. Although Stephanie and I didn't speak again for a long while after that. As you can imagine, I was never going to be her favourite person ever. I mean, the scornful looks, the the under-the-breath grumbling, and over-the-top laughter whenever I was around confirmed (laughs) that. I royally messed up with her. We'd been going out for just over a month and having messed her around, space and time was what I felt she needed. I never expected it would take over a year for it to happen though. But you know what? It is what it is. We remained friends until I left school in year 12 but lost contact soon after and I haven't heard or spoken to her since. It's just, it's just one of those things. If you're asking me, it's not something that I'm cut up about though. After all, it wasn't as if I'd ever daydreamed that her and I would one day be together forever. In my brain, it just wasn't like that. But I do wish her all the best. And if I could speak to her now, I would tell her how sorry I am. I was young, foolish, arrogant, selfish, and certainly naïve, and if I have one regret, well, I'm just sorry I was that guy that broke her heart.